welcome to Wellness Realness with Christina Rice. I'm your host, Christina. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner, holistic health coach, and the creator of ChristinaRiceWellness.com, where you can find my blog, recipes, services, programs, and ebooks. You can also find me on my other podcast, Straight Up Paleo. In this podcast, I'll be discussing all things related to health and wellness, and I promise to always keep it very real. If you'd like to submit a question or a topic for me to discuss, send it in to podcast at ChristinaRiceWellness.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and join the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm very excited about today's episode because I have a ton of updates for you guys and we're going to do some Q&A. We're going to chat it up. I'll answer some of your questions because a lot of people have submitted some awesome questions and I feel like I haven't done a Q&A in a while. So we're just going to hop into that. But I've got some things we got to talk about first before I get into those. So first update. I am so excited because today, if you're listening to this, the day it comes out, which is Monday, June 25th, 2018, enrollment opens for the next round of my Paleo Women Lifestyle Program. I love this program. It's my baby. And I am so excited to get another group of incredible women into this program, get to know you, get to teach you, get to learn from you as well. It is an amazing program. Basically, the whole idea behind this was that I wanted to create a program that gave people all the information I wish I knew from the start of my health journey. So this program is great for you, whether you are a brand newbie to kind of switching over your lifestyle, you want to switch over to a healthier diet and lifestyle, or if you have been rocking your blue blockers and drinking that bone broth for many years, there's a place for you here. So there's a, we like to, we like to geek out over health stuff in our group and We give each other ideas, hold each other accountable for goals that we want to reach. So it's a really, really amazing group. So what you get in this program are five modules worth of information. And you know me, I don't half-ass anything. So when I say five modules, you get plenty of content in those five modules. So you get video lectures, audio lectures from me, And you get PDFs that go along with it, so you can always save those. And you also get access to our private Facebook group where we chat, connect, get to know each other. That is one of the best parts, I think. And then access to the live video group coaching calls. So with those group coaching calls, I hop on, you hop on, and you can ask me whatever you want. We can all talk to each other. It's a really great way to kind of get to know each other in real life, but not in real life. Thank God for video chatting, right? So I think that the group coaching calls are my favorite part of the program, honestly, because there's nothing I love more than being able to verbally connect with you guys. So it's amazing. And the point of this is to talk about health from a female perspective, because health information is different for women. There's a lot put out there that is targeted towards men. And guess what? We are 
very different hormonally and we need to take that into account. Not everything that's going to work well for men is going to work well for women. And, you know, when it comes to research, a lot of it is done on men and not as much is done on women. So I think that it's, it's really important to take that into consideration. And in this program, we cover everything regarding nutrition. So from macronutrients, what those are doing in your body, how much of them to get in, how to build a balanced plate, how to build your meals, cooking and grocery shopping hacks. What is the deal with all of those weird ingredients? What are the biggest health mistakes women make when it comes to health in general, but a lot about nutrition that you might be surprised at some of the things that people think are healthy and it's messing with their results. So that can be pretty eye-opening. We talk about lifestyle factors like stress management, sleep, body image issues, you know, weight management, and what do you do when the people in your life aren't supportive? What about balancing hormones? This is a huge one. I have a whole module dedicated to balancing hormones because that's the key that is the key, right? <laughs> Making us feel good is about balancing those hormones. So a lot of really, really fun information. The course is going to officially start on July 2nd, Monday. But the way it works is you'll get access to everything. You can do it all on your own time, but I will pace everyone through week by week in the group, in the Facebook group. If you want to follow along, amazing. But also if you don't have time that week, no big deal. You can do it on your own time. So no pressure there. If you've got a lot of 4th of July plans, don't worry about it. Um, you can always catch up and the material is there for you forever and always as long as this program runs and the group is there for you all the time. So anytime anything comes up, whether or not it's related to the course content, you can hop in the Facebook group and ask. Ask me, ask the other ladies. You'll meet some incredible people. You know, something we talk about a lot in the group is kind of what it's like when you feel like you're really into health stuff and you maybe you feel like none of your friends are really into it or you don't really have any close friends who get that aspect of your life. And this is a great way to meet people who get it, who get you. You find your tribe. You know, that's, th that's the beauty of the internet is it helps us connect with like-minded individuals and it's amazing. And I think that, you know, I wanted to make this a group program because I could easily just put this information out and, you know, it's out there. I mean, there are a ton of books and programs, ebooks that you can read and it gives you information. But what really helps people succeed is having that group support and having that accountability and having access to someone like me who is there to help you troubleshoot and answer any questions. Because just going to the internet is not <laughs> going to solve your issues, you know. I talk about this a lot, but I just think about all of the years of my life where I just wasted so many hours Googling things and looking on people's blogs and watching their YouTube videos and trying to copy them and trying to figure out the answers and listening to random people on forums who don't know what they're saying. And I could have saved myself a lot of time, energy, you know, and just heartache by just working with someone directly or joining a program like this, you know? So I think that this is an amazing opportunity for you if you're ready to like really reach your health and wellness goals and 
optimize your life, you know? So it's really comprehensive. We cover pretty much every aspect of lifestyle. Nothing is off limits. You know me. We can talk about everything. So it is going to be a lot of fun, and I would love, love to have you sign up. And if you have any questions, please, please shoot me an email, christina at christinaricewellness.com, and I would love to answer that for you. So today, if you're listening to this when it comes out, it's going to be, the program's going to be on sale for 24 hours. So I recommend signing up this first 24 hours and getting your spot, getting that discount. And it will be available for purchase for as long as I have spots left. I like to keep it small so that I can really focus and get to know the ladies in the program. I think that connection is the most important part. I've become really good friends with a lot of the women and gotten to know them and we meet up in real life sometimes when we can so it's a lot a lot of fun so you can head to bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle to sign up to get all the information everything is right there and I'm so excited for this to start like I said this is great for anybody who's just looking for a solid well-rounded approach to health and wellness and you don't have to be paleo to do this not at all um you don't it's not a requirement to come out of this turning paleo but I just want to get you some really good solid health information because if you guys know me by now you know I'm really sick of all the bullshit that's put out there and I just want to help you reach your goals and I want to support you along the way and I have lots of different people in there I have practitioners in that group practitioners who are just looking to enhance their own lives so this is also a great option if you are feeling like you need to work one-on-one with somebody but maybe you can't afford it right now this is a really really great stepping stone in between and I also do give a discount to anyone who's in the program if they then want to work with me one-on-one because some of the women do want some one-on-one help and they get a discount so that's a plus too I'm super excited again go to bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle to get all the information you can also get there by heading to my website christinaricewellness.com and also it will be in the show notes so very very pumped about this next round of the program i'm very proud of it it has so much information i put a lot of time into it and i think that you guys are going to love it so that's the update there And the next thing we need to talk about, speaking of connecting with your tribe, meeting people in real life, is the retreat, the wellness realness retreat. So tickets are still on sale. I am so excited. I'm getting things lined up. I have all kinds of fun activities planned. We will be doing a bunch of nutrition and health workshops. We'll be doing some energy healing, talking about emotional health as well relationships we're going to do some energy healing energy work we will have facials and acupuncture we're going to get some good movement in we're going to have yoga class we are going to get some beautiful lovely walks in of course you guys know i love my walks and we're also going to have a cooking class taught by the one and only kelly's clean kitchen my personal paleo chef I wish she was my personal chef, but she's an incredible paleo chef. So that's going to be really, really fun as well. It's going to be a transformative weekend, and I'm very excited to meet you guys in real life. I think it's going to be a weekend that you will never forget. We're going to do a lot of self-work, going to come out of it 
better human beings. And I just can't wait. I feel like it's the wellness weekend of a lifetime. We have some awesome sponsors. All of my favorite companies and products are helping me out with this. And I'm very, very grateful and fortunate to have such great relationships with such incredible companies. And that also means that everybody who goes is going to get a killer, killer goodie bag. So if you want more information, if you want to snag your ticket, all you have to do is go to bit.ly slash crwretreat2018 and everything will be right there. And if you want $100 off, it's pretty easy. This is what you have to do. Just leave a rating and a review on iTunes for the podcast Wellness Realness and make sure that you're in the Facebook group Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And then just send me a screenshot via email of your rating and review on iTunes. You can send it to Christina at ChristinaRiceWellness.com and I will shoot you over a discount code for $100 off. That's all you have to do. I really, really want you guys to be there. It's going to be incredible. And I just think that this is the perfect opportunity to meet like-minded individuals and give yourself a nice break. Give yourself a weekend vacation. Do something different. When has this... I mean, this has never come out before, right? This is new retreat. So it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And I'm so pumped. This is going to be the perfect way to kind of finish out the summer because I feel like August is kind of when everyone's tying up loose ends. So I am pumped. Can't wait to meet you guys. Again, go to bit.ly slash crwretreat2018 and all the information is going to be right there. Those are my big updates for you. So now that I've got that out of the way, I want to just talk about some things that are on my mind. First of all, I need to address Instagram TV because I have very conflicting feelings about this. And I also want to know what everyone else is thinking as well. But basically what happened was I was talking to my stories about how it keeps coming up with everybody I chat with recently that social media is just very overwhelming. People are feeling very, very addicted to their phones. And people are also feeling a little bit ashamed of the fact that they feel addicted to their phones. Which, by the way, I don't think anybody should feel ashamed of this because it is a very real thing. It's affecting so many people, so many people who don't even realize are being affected by it. And the truth of the matter is these technologies and apps are created with the intention of trying to get you addicted to them. If you read about the inventors of these apps and different technologies it's really interesting because a lot of them will talk about how they don't let their own kids or their own family members or themselves use them because they know they'll get addicted and they won't be as productive and it affects their emotional health it's all very fascinating but anyways a lot of people are expressing this have been expressing this to me friends, family, clients, and I think people feel ashamed of it because it's sort of an odd thing to talk about. Like, I feel super addicted to my phone. You know, you feel kind of weak, potentially, although you're not at all. But I I can understand how someone might have that little voice inside of their head thinking, oh my gosh, I'm so silly. I'm letting this phone control me, you know, but that might be how you think in your head. But the truth of the matter is, this is very real and legitimate 
phones are addicting, apps are addicting, and I think this is a huge problem in our generation. I know I talk about this a lot, but I don't think I can talk about it enough. We need to be taking a step back. And I can say that, but that's much easier said than done. So for instance, look at me, my whole business runs basically via the internet, you know, and that's how most businesses are now too. So it's sort of a double-edged sword. Like you want to take a step back because you don't want to be attached to technology all the time and using these apps because they're driving you crazy. But if you take a step back, then you feel like you are on the outs and at a disadvantage compared to everybody else because this is how we're all we're all communicating with each other now. And this is... This is a much larger topic, but why I bring this up is because I'm talking to my stories about this and then the next day I wake up and Instagram has created Instagram TV and I just think, oh my God, I, my brain's going to explode. And it's really difficult because as a business person who uses Instagram as part of my business, it's great. It's great because it's really annoying when you do an Instagram live or you talk to your stories and show a bunch of things on stories and they just go away after 24 hours and you think, I wish I would just stay there so people could see it and I wouldn't have to show the same thing over and over again. This is really helpful because Instagram TV basically allows people to post videos that are between no time and 10 minutes long or up to an hour for those who are verified, I believe, as of right now. They can post those to their quote channel And then it stays up there for as long as they want. And I think that it's really useful to just put put things up there and have them stay there. And then you don't have to worry about it because highlights, I mean, maybe this is just me, but I basically stopped using them. I mean, I know I personally don't watch anyone's highlights and I'm pretty sure no one else goes back and watches mine. Or maybe you do. I don't know. But they also kind of stopped working and I got frustrated and gave up. Because whenever I try and edit them or delete them or add, my app just explodes. Not actually, but it it has it just stops working and it crashes. And so I just kind of give up. So that's the sitch. So basically my issue is that, okay, as a business person, yeah, this is helpful for me. Also, I can see how content creators would get really overwhelmed. I feel really overwhelmed, for instance, because it's like, oh, great, here's another thing I need to put content on because I think we all feel very burnt out from all the places we're expected to put content. I know me personally, my brain feels like it's going to explode with all the different places I feel like I got opposed to and I'm just one person. Like, it's just too much to keep up with and it's also frustrating because when there's another platform, it's like people feel expected to post to it but then you also know okay now there are so many different ways for people to consume content realistically they're not going to see all of them but still to ensure that someone is going to see it I need to post to all of them because what if so-and-so only watches IGTV or what if they only watch stories what if they only go to the feed in which case I want to catch that person so I want to post everywhere this is people's mindset so it can be overwhelming meanwhile I think it's going to be really fascinating seeing what YouTube creators say about this because I know when Instagram stories came out a lot of them were really frustrated and overwhelmed because at that point they felt like okay I have to post content to Snapchat and content to my YouTube channel I'm talking about mostly vloggers 
and also stories now. Well, you know what? I only do so much in a day, so I only have so much content to show. So do I post the same thing everywhere, in which case people get upset over repeat content? Or do I just post it in certain places, in which case I'm losing some people? And I know it was very frustrating for a lot of YouTube creators with the addition of Instagram stories. And I think a lot of them ended up just picking stories or Snapchat because it's just too much. And it's kind of sad because a lot of these people who put a lot of time and energy into their channels are almost, I feel like it's almost devaluing what they do because people will just say, okay, I'm going to watch Instagram stories to know what you're up to and I don't really care about going to your channel anymore, which is really unfortunate because people put a lot of time and energy into YouTube. Video creation is not easy, so I can see how that would be incredibly frustrating and then now that there's Instagram TV, it's almost like Instagram's version of YouTube. And so I feel like if I was a YouTuber, I would be so stressed out thinking, oh my gosh, do I have to create content for this platform as well? Because Instagram TV can only be portrait mode. Although I'm seeing people already doing workarounds to this. <laughs> it's just really funny. Anyways... I think it's going to be really interesting to see what, I mean, how people respond. And I think my issue is that, yeah, as a business person, it's helpful for me and I'm going to use it because it's helpful for me to just put some videos up. But at the same time, I hate it because I'm thinking, wow, one more thing to glue people to their phones one more thing to glue people to Instagram because I see this pressing problem with people and it really hurts my heart and my soul when I feel like people are living their lives attached to these social media platforms and it's really destroying their mental and emotional health and making them question everything and I feel like people don't really understand how serious it is because people get really caught in social media and technology and are not present in the moment and are not living out their actual lives and are missing out on real experiences and are also having really poor self-image because they're comparing themselves to what they're seeing on these curated feeds and these curated videos or even the seemingly uncurated ones because anyone can say anything on social media. Anyone can present any view of their lives on social media and it doesn't make it true. And I just... It's, it's really hard for me because it makes me upset because I just don't want another thing to come up that's going to make people feel tied to their phones, especially with these long-form videos. I'm just imagining people now sitting there for 10 minutes watching videos. And as a consumer, for me, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be really annoyed if the people who I do really like paying attention to start posting there as well because I'm going to want to watch all of their content and here's more time being sucked out of my day. I also took a class on the effects of social media and technology on adolescence when I was in college. And that one, that class was one class that really did change my life and kind of made me see everything in a completely different light and made me very, very worried about the future of the younger generation and my generation. And that's another reason why I'm so passionate about it, because all of this research is a little scary. And 
took that class at a time when half of what's going on in social media didn't exist and it was old data that we were studying obviously because by the time research is done and then published it's been you know it's not instantaneous so I can only imagine the effects that this is happening and I mean there's a recent study done expressing the correlation between Instagram usage and eating disorders and that's just one aspect of it but it's not even just the eating disorders. It's just this general sense of poor self-image, lack of self-confidence, depression, anxiety, feelings of loneliness. And we got to turn it around because I just don't want everybody to be destined for that. (laughs) So where do we go from here? In the grand scheme of things, I don't have an answer, but I think it's an important conversation to be had and small steps and taking small breaks for instance and starting to really pay attention to how much time we're spending on these platforms spending on our phones even just texting versus seeing someone in real life and that's one of the reasons why this weekend well when you listen to this it will be have been it will have been the weekend before i'm doing a social media detox with the ladies in my paleo women lifestyle program which I'm really excited for. We're all doing it together. And sometimes it can just help to have that group accountability, you know, because there's this feeling of FOMO very much because people are worried about what they're going to miss out on seeing. And the truth of the matter is what you're, you're going to miss out on seeing something that might make you compare yourself to someone else or compare your life to someone else's. It's really good to take a step away and you'll have way more time in a day And I mean, at the end of the day, to break an addiction to something like this, you have to stop, you know, you have to stop doing it. And the truth of the matter is we're not all just going to stop using technology and social media overnight. Like, let's be real. That's not going to happen. But the more awareness we have over our usage and the effects, the more we can connect. Okay, I feel this way right now, maybe because of something I saw is that an accurate perception of reality? Is this something that I just created in my head? The more awareness we have surrounding that, the better off we are because it just helps us be more aware of ourselves and our emotions. And this is something that isn't just for this younger generation. I know that my mother is addicted to her phone. This doesn't stop at any age besides maybe the really old people who don't even know what cell phones are. <laughs> Although a lot of that older, wiser generation, I'm impressed at how well they can use some of those iPhones. But that is basically, I just wanted to bring this up and get get people thinking about every additional new social media platform and what the effects might be. Because I know a lot of people will see that and think, oh, okay, cool, fun. And then just not give it another, another thought and then just consume media through this. We need to be intentional about everything that we consume in our daily lives and everything we surround ourselves with. And time is precious. Brain space is precious. And remember that everything that you are reading and looking at and watching and just consuming in general affects you in some way. So what are you going to choose to surround yourself with and pay attention to? Would you rather spend 10 minutes watching someone go on an exotic vacation to Cabo and eat smoothie bowls and frolic on the beach and maybe start to feel like 
I wish I had money to do that. I don't like smoothie bowls. I look like a mess when I'm at the beach. I don't have my hair or makeup done. Wow, all of those things. Or would you rather spend 10 minutes reading something that elevates you and teaches you something new and gives you something new to offer this world and makes you feel better about yourself? That's my question for you. So that's just my little IG spiel. I just get, I'm just, this is too much, okay? You have too much social media. All right, moving on to the the next thing on my mind, which is just a little aside, but it's been something that I've been wanting to talk about. And I'm also thinking that I want to move my Instagram rants to just podcast episodes. So... Because, once again, I'm sick of saying things and they just disappear into the ether. So, but something I've been wanting to talk about is related back to personal development and elevating yourself in something that I learned a few years ago that really changed my life. So, I grew up very headstrong and very stubborn and just a little sassy little girl and also, you know, I was always the smart one. Uh, that's what everybody called me. I felt really expected to always know the answer and always get good grades and always show people up. And I felt that pressure. And because of that, I also felt like I needed to always know it all. And if I didn't know something, I was embarrassed or ashamed. And I was never able to say I was wrong about that or I don't know and as I grew older I realized that this was the biggest thing holding me back one of the biggest things holding me back in my life and one of the things that was stressing me out the most all the time because I felt this pressure to always know everything and to act like I always had it together And the moment I decided to just take a breath and say, you know what? I don't know. Or actually, I was wrong. My mistake. And then from there, can you tell me more about that? Can you share more with me? And learning from other people. As soon as I became comfortable with those sentences, those phrases, those sentiments in general this completely changed my life and allowed me to become such a better human and to grow so much more and people ask me how I learn and how I how I know so many things and the way I'm able to always learn more is by being comfortable with not knowing and trying to dive into everything that I don't know about and ask all of these incredible humans around me more about what they know because this is how you learn. You can learn from other people. If I'm only focusing in on the things that I do know about, then that's basically just blocking me from ever pushing beyond those boundaries. Every time we are wrong about something is an opportunity for growth, not a failure. It's only a failure when you don't take that opportunity for growth and learning something new. And 
I see this a lot, I feel like, in the social media space where everybody wants to be this expert and is very threatened by the idea that anyone could know more about a topic than them. And this is just so silly to me because how are you ever going to grow as a person? How are you ever going to learn more if you're not opening yourself up to being wrong and and saying, I don't know, because then when, what you don't know, you can learn more about, you know what I mean? And this also relates back to asking for help, which I know is something that's very, very difficult for many people because we almost feel like it's an expression of failure when we're asking for help, whether that be with information or, you know, if you're feeling pressed for time and you want to hire a service to help you or if you're having health issues and you want to ask somebody else or I know people feel like there's still this I don't understand why a stigma around therapy but all these things asking for help is one of the most powerful things you can do because it allows you to learn more about yourself it allows you more time and space to grow you're going to get further in life the the more comfortable you get with saying, I don't know, okay, who can help me figure this out? All right, let me explore this. And then you learn from that person and then you will move forward versus saying, I don't know, but I don't want anyone to know that I'm not sure what to do from here. So I'm just going to pretend like I know everything, close myself off or just not say anything, avoid it, avoid, avoid, avoid. I mean, if you do that, you're just going to be stuck. You're just going to be standing in the same place the rest of your life rather than running forward and discovering new things, new interests, new people, new information. And this is also how you grow is by exploring everything that you're uncomfortable with and trying things that maybe you disagree with. You know, if you have a strong belief, I think the most important thing that you can do is instead of for instance, looking for everything that's going to confirm your bias, (laughs) look at the opposite view, the opposing viewpoint, and dive into that and see, okay, what arguments do they have against mine that are credible? I know this is very abstract, but this can truly be applied to every aspect of your life. And a lot of times people can get frustrated with situations in their life And when you're in a frustrating situation, the only way it's going to change is if you make a change. And things can't change if you just keep applying the same principles that you're used to and comfortable with. So whether this be in relationships or with your health or in your career, I always say this to, I say this to all my clients, you know, you're not going to see a change unless you make a change. And this is helpful in all aspects of life, in my opinion. And I think it's something that holds a lot of people back. I see a lot of people struggling and a lot of people complaining, for instance, on social media. And I just think, well, maybe if you open yourself up to the idea of just surrendering this feeling of having to know it all and have it all together and just say, hey, can someone help me with this? Or seeking out help from someone, then they could learn more themselves and then help others in the future as well. And you might just be surprised because sometimes it can, I think people are really scared to challenge their own viewpoints because they're comfortable and it's hard when something, you know, 
is really paradigm shifting and goes flies in the face of everything you believe in but then when you do allow that to it can really dramatically improve your life because you don't know what you're missing out on you know so sometimes it's good to just surrender the idea you don't have to know it all no one knows it all there are so many things in this world that i had known nothing about and that is incredibly exciting to me because that means i have a lifetime to explore those new things and learn from so many awesome people and you know keep growing and i think that's a positive thing so i just wanted to share that with you and like i said i know this is abstract but honestly there are a few situations i have in my head that i i don't i can't just i'm not going to talk about and this principle applies to all of them and it's just something that in my own life helped me a lot learning to say i don't know and giving up this idea of trying to be a know-it-all which i tried to be when i was like 12 and now i'm very much interested in learning and growing and i do that best when i am okay with saying oh i'm wrong okay teach me more or i don't know can you tell me more about that so that's just kind of something that has been on my mind that i wanted to talk about and there is nothing that makes me respect someone more than when they can do that and I also think it is an incredible sign of strength to be able to do that. There is strength and vulnerability, in my opinion. Okay, I'll leave it at that, and now let's hop into some questions. Somebody asked me if I would share some of my recent favorite products, which is perfect because I want to talk to you guys about one of my personal favorite products which are the four sigmatic mushroom elixirs i am truly obsessed with them and i'm so excited that they are a partner with the show and help me make this happen because i am truly addicted to these different elixirs and if you're not familiar with four sigmatic they make different mushroom coffees mushroom superfood blends mushroom elixirs so that it's really easy and yummy to drink your mushrooms and your superfoods If you don't know, mushrooms have a ton of incredible health benefits, and these health benefits have been studied for centuries and have been used for everything from immunity to energy to longevity, and functional mushrooms like reishi, chaga, cordyceps, and lion's mane are... I think hopefully becoming a little bit more popular, but I think a lot of times people just don't really know how to use them. And I love Four Sigmatic because they make it super easy. You just throw it into a mug with warm water or some warm nut milk and mix it in. And it's this delicious, warm, amazing drink. And then you get all of the health benefits. And I also love that they come in little single serve packets as well as full tins. So you can take the little single serve packets with you wherever you go. I just took one with me when I went to Erewhon and used it. Very helpful. Although they sell them there too, but I just brought my own. And they are so delicious. And Four Sigmatic tests these for pesticides, heavy metals, irradiation. It's very, very well sourced, which is very important to me. So they use the highest quality ingredients. Everything is wild crafted or log grown and certified organic. 
and they also contain a few other ingredients in addition to the organic mushrooms that help to support the health benefits that you're going to get with each of these elixirs and drinks. So they are really high quality, which is important to me. And I want to talk to you about my latest obsession. Well, when I first started drinking Four Sigmatic, I initially fell in love with the Chaga Elixir which has a ton of antioxidants and is incredible for immunity. Although I have to be honest, when I first started drinking this, I had no idea what the benefits were. I just thought it tasted really, really good. (laughs) And it became my little nighttime ritual to drink. Although I'm pretty sure they typically recommend to drink it in the morning, but I mean, I drink it at night because I don't know why. I just love to have an elixir before I go to bed, but I think it's also really awesome for people who kind of want something comforting in the morning, like a good coffee replacement, or you can just use their mushroom coffee, which is amazing too. But I try not to drink caffeine because I'm a very jittery person if I do so. But back to my most recent obsession is their reishi mushroom elixir mix. Reishi is what you want to get your hands on if you're wanting to support your stress and your sleep. So if you have any difficulty sleeping, this could be a really great little elixir to prep before you hop into bed. And it's great for relaxation. It's great if you're feeling stressed out. It really helps me calm down at night and it just tastes so good. So, you know, a few hours before you want to get to sleep, just mix it with some warm nut milk or with hot water. I typically will do hot water or I like it with coconut milk and you just stir it in and it's amazing. That's all you need. I wish you guys could just taste all of them and you absolutely should because you can get 15% off if you use my discount code. So you can go to foursigmatic.com slash CRW and then use the code CRW and you will get 15% off of all purchases on their website. So again, that's foursigmatic.com F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash C-R-W and use the code C-R-W for 15% off. C-R-W stands for Christina Rice Wellness, the name of my business, in case you were confused. You guys are going to fall in love with these. I think that they are just the best. I think we all kind of just like want a little drink ritual. You know, it's really nice and It is a great way to get that ritual in and feel really comforted and it's delicious in addition to getting you health benefits because mushrooms have incredible health benefits. You should definitely research this more. It's been used in Chinese medicine for a long, long time and all of the different mushrooms have different properties. So, you know, you can try them all out and see what works for you. But that's just the one that recently I've been digging big time. So I definitely recommend you try the reishi out. It is divine. And I wish I had. I don't know why I didn't try that a few years back. I, I just discovered this one. I just was so addicted to my chaga. But now I have more. I've been trying all of them. But the reishi at night, amazing. So go ahead and check out my discount code because I have been loving that A few other things I've been loving while I'm on the topic of products, beauty counter, overnight, or surfacing peel, game changer. Seriously, this has transformed my skin, getting rid of some weird spots I didn't even realize I had on my face. Really great for anti-aging, all natural, peel, HA, 
BHA peel. If you're if you like peels, but you're also trying to be non-toxic, this is what you need to do. It's derived from 15 botanically derived acids, so it's gentle enough to be left on your skin overnight. And you wake up the next day and your skin looks a little brighter. And with regular use, this is amazing for wrinkles, fine lines, spots, hyperpigmentation, acne scars. Get your hands on it. Beautycounter.com slash Christina Rice. Plug in the beauty counter because I freaking love that, that stuff. Their skincare is insane. What else am I loving? I am also really, really into cooking up some Peterson's Farm bacon and then when it's cooked up, then you throw in the ground beef and you mix it all together. And because my friend Jesse made this for me, and I don't know why I've never tried that before, <laughs> and now I cannot stop making it. I'm also really into roasting ducks, which I feel like I have perfected, and I'm proud of myself for having that skill right now. So that's another thing. These aren't products, they're foods, but hashtag not sponsored by roasted ducks, but it's excellent. I'm also really into all types of detoxification right now as I do a little detox protocol and a few things besides my my usual detox things that I like. So for instance, Epsom salt baths, oil pulling in the morning with coconut oil, rebounding for lymphatic drainage. I'm very into tongue scraping now. You basically scrape all the, the bacteria and toxins off of your tongue that is great. And also Zendocrine, which is the detoxification blend from doTERRA, is really, really good. Loving that. And then here's a hot tip I picked up. So if you are interested in trying out sauna or like soaking in baths and you don't want to pay for a fancy spa, look in your area and see if there is a cheap Korean spa. Because apparently i'm new to this but it's a game changer there are korean spas that you can just pay anywhere between five and twenty dollars for and then you can spend all day in there and use all of their different types of saunas and baths and i mean that's so cheap and so worth it so if you're trying to get some sauna into your life then that is a good thing to check out and i feel like these are kind of like you know, sometimes you want to go to the not trendy places because you can get just as good service. So actually the place that we get massages at when I'm back home is this little hole in the wall place that's like really cheap, but they get the best massages ever. And I'm, I hope no one ever finds out about it because I don't want it to get crowded. And they like wrap your feet up and in, into this, you feel like you're in a cocoon and they do these foot massage things. It's, I mean, it's amazing, but that's just a a hot tip check out korean spas near you because they know what they're doing and it's not expensive so that's my little insider tip for you also if you guys haven't tried the tin star foods brown butter ghee i highly recommend it although i'm not sure if i recommend it because it is incredibly dangerous incredibly dangerous so try it if you dare But let's move on to more exciting things. Also, I need to remind you of my disclaimer that nothing in this podcast, any of my episodes, 
is meant to be misconstrued as medical advice. It cannot replace medical advice or working with a healthcare practitioner. This is for educational and entertainment purposes only. And you are responsible for your own life and choices. And definitely check with a healthcare professional about your specific case before you make any changes. Remember that I am not a doctor. I am a nutritional therapy practitioner. I do not diagnose or cure medical conditions. So remember that. And now I'm going to talk about questions. So this one didn't really have a specific question attached to it. So I'm not sure exactly where they wanted me to go with this, but... If you give me a few words, you know I can always (laughs) roll with it. So somebody asked me to discuss the topics of insulin resistance, blood sugar imbalances, type 2 diabetes, and PCOS. So what all of these have in common are blood sugar dysregulation to some extent. So maybe we'll just talk about what insulin resistance is to start off with. So... Insulin resistance is when your body's cells become resistant to insulin. So when we consume carbohydrates, for instance, our pancreas will secrete insulin, which then sends a signal for our cells to take in glucose. Our cells will take in that glucose, use it as energy, And the liver is signaled to convert glucose into glycogen and triglycerides and store those. And this is what we want because then when it's necessary, that glycogen will be turned back into glucose, released into our bloodstream. And this is what helps us maintain normal blood sugar levels and also gives our cells energy in between meals. However, when we have chronically elevated blood sugar levels, this can make some changes with the cells and they can become less sensitive to that insulin response. So sometimes this means that the receptors outside of our cells, there are less of them. Sometimes that happens, which can then make the cells think, okay, I'm not getting any glucose that I need. So then the pancreas will secrete even more insulin to try and make up for the problem and what you end up with is the body is well the pancreas is secreting more insulin than normal to try to lower the high blood glucose levels because our bodies don't want excess glucose in the bloodstream so the pancreas is secreting more and more insulin and the cells becoming more and more resistant and it's just an unfortunate cycle that can cause some really annoying symptoms This can lead to bouts of hypoglycemia or low blood sugar. It can lead to mood swings, low energy, fatigue, cravings for sugar and carbs. You can feel a little brain foggy. It's commonly associated with weight gain and also anxiety, depression. You might feel really tired and sleepy after a meal. It's also correlated with different digestive issues, memory problems, feeling really thirsty, all kinds of things. But long term, these can also be a big issue because long term, if you have insulin resistance, 
It can lead to things like high triglycerides, high bad cholesterol, high blood pressure, autoimmune disorders, PCOS, and type 2 diabetes. So if you're not familiar with the difference between type 2 diabetes, type 2 and type 1, type 2 can be developed. Type 1 is a medical condition where someone's pancreas, basically their beta cells cannot secrete enough insulin. So that is separate. Because there's a difference between trying to produce more and more insulin, bodies resisting it, bodies not getting that signal, versus beta cells of pancreas just can't even produce insulin. So two different things. But let's get back to the insulin resistance and the connection to type 2 diabetes and PCOS and all of these other conditions. So basically, okay, let's rewind and let's talk about what causes insulin resistance. Well, I mean, there are a few different causes, but the main most well-known one is eating a diet too high in carbohydrates. So a lot of America, unfortunately, eats a diet high in refined carbohydrates, which can really make that pancreas want to pump out more and more insulin. And this is why a lot of people struggle with insulin resistance. I also just want to note before I forget that insulin resistance is often... You know, people link that with being overweight and while weight gain and being overweight can definitely be a symptom of insulin resistance. It's not the only factor, so you don't have to struggle with weight to also be insulin resistant. For instance, when I was very insulin resistant, I was also at a very low weight for my body. And I think this also, unfortunately makes it so a lot of people don't really get the help or advice they need because I know a lot of people think, oh, you can't be insulin resistant because you're not overweight. You don't have to be overweight to have dysregulated blood sugar or insulin resistance. So I just want to put that out there. Although having extra visceral fat has been suggested to be a contributing factor to insulin resistance, but in addition to just diets high in sugar and carbohydrates also diets high in both fat and sugar so diets with like junk food diets basically are often times the type of diet that lead to insulin resistance also just chronic inflammation so any type of inflammation from i mean it could be from lifestyle stressors it could be from too many omega-6s in your diet Any type of low-level inflammation can lead to insulin resistance, which also relates back to sleep deprivation and just, like I said, stress. So when you're not sleeping enough, this can lead to insulin resistance. You might have heard these terms. So we want to be insulin sensitive. We do not want to be insulin resistant. See that right there. So there are many different factors besides carbohydrates, although I think that is probably the most the most common factor and the most important one for many people. And there are a number of ways to 
balance out your blood sugar. And whether or not you have, quote, insulin resistance, it's incredibly important to have balanced blood sugar because this is what is going to make you feel good. This is what's going to let you have even energy throughout the day, not spikes and crashes. This is going to make sure your cortisol is in check. This is going to balance out other hormones. So balancing out your blood sugar for everybody should be the goal. You want to you know, just feel nice and even and good, not have hunger spikes and falls, not have cravings. So we want to balance out that blood sugar. And there are some different ways to do this. First of all, let's talk about diet. So if your insulin resistance is caused by having a diet too high in carbohydrates, naturally you would want to lower those down. Now I think that in the space this can get a little overwhelming for people and people think, okay, I need to go on a low carbohydrate diet. This isn't the case for everybody. It's a much more complicated situation than that. But generally, yes, you would, you want to go on a lower carbohydrate diet than what what you are eating if you do struggle with insulin resistance. That doesn't necessarily mean going keto. <laughs> I think people might be surprised to hear me say that because I am a big believer in ketogenic diets for many different people and conditions and low-carbohydrate diets. And, you know, I follow a low-carbohydrate diet. I cycle in and out of ketosis myself, but I definitely don't think that everybody needs to do that. Working with clients, you see that every individual is so different. And, you know, I just hate that in the space, people are kind of putting this information out that it's making people think there's just one macronutrient ratio that works for everyone and is going to solve everything. For some people, a really, really low-carb diet or a ketogenic diet can be detrimental and cause even worse effects. I think this is especially more complicated when it comes to women because we are hormonally different creatures than men and not everything that's going to work for men is going to work for women and not everything that's going to work for me is going to work for you and not everything that's going to work for you right now is going to work for you for the rest of your life. You know, I think a lot of people jump to these extremes like, I'm instant resistance, I need to go keto. For some people, yeah, going into ketosis maybe that's where they need to be. Other people need to just go low carb. Other people, what what might be considered a moderate carbohydrate diet is sufficient enough for them to balance out their blood sugar. So it's very individual for different people. But I think what's more important is for people to focus their meals around protein and fat because these macronutrients are what is going to keep us satiated and stabilize our blood sugar. And when you're getting sufficient protein and fat in your diet, you don't usually want like you, your your hunger signals kind of start to naturally balance out and you won't be craving as many of these excess carbohydrates and you should find a natural balance so i really think that it's very important to at all of your meals get a healthy serving of protein so maybe this is some what can this be some grass-fed beef or some wild-caught salmon, or some pastured organic cage-free eggs, or some pastured organic chicken, sardines, because sardines are delicious, you know, whatever protein source you like, and also including sources of healthy fats. So this can be some extra virgin olive oil, this can be some avocado oil, some coconut oil, um, 
an organic avocado, although actually it doesn't need to be organic because you're going to peel off the skin unless you eat the skin. If you do, honestly, I'm not one to judge, but you shouldn't if it's not organic. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I hope you guys understand my sense of humor because if not, you're probably in the wrong place. <laughs> but anyways, Okay, avocado is a nice, healthy source of fat. You know, animal fats are great. So when you're having like a fattier cut of meat, that's a great source of healthy fat as well. But it's incredibly important to make sure that you are getting well-sourced proteins because basically if you have to get a conventional source of protein, so say your only option for protein, say you want to get a steak and the only option is something that is not grass-fed, not 100% grass-fed, you would want to make sure you go for the lean cut and then add your own extra fat because basically all the bad stuff, all the toxins and inflammatory things are going to be stored in the fat. So it's better in that case to buy a leaner cut of whatever you're getting and then make sure to just add your own fat to that to balance it out or you know get your if you're getting really high quality proteins then get the fatty cuts those are my favorite and chicken thighs cost less than other types than chicken breast and they're more delicious the fat is where all the flavor is it's so delicious it's yummy but fat and protein are gonna be the key to balancing out the blood sugar. So make sure you get a quality source of those. Make sure you're getting your vegetables in. And then don't do, don't go too crazy with the extra carbohydrates. This doesn't mean you have to eliminate carbohydrates. Like, let's not jump to extremes from the get-go. Because I think people just... I mean, when people go from a standard American diet to just trying to go keto, I'm thinking, whoa, let's slow your roll. Let's slow your roll. We all have different carbohydrate tolerances and same with protein. Some people, okay, some people find that protein spikes their blood sugar. I think this is a bit overstated. I think that you people have become afraid of protein for some reason and really shouldn't. I think it's incredibly important and I also think that fat is also incredibly important. So the reason why high fat diets can be really effective, high healthy fat diets can be really effective is because fat is going to not spike your blood sugar. It provides a source of energy for the body that is sort of this slow burning, even energy throughout the day. And that is much less stressful on the body than eating a ton of excess carbohydrates because carbohydrates provide a different type of fuel. It's more of a a, a quicker source of fuel versus a slow burning long-term energy like fat. So it's a different type of fuel. And when you are kind of flooding your system with too much carbohydrate for you, again, this is going to be different for every person, how much they can tolerate. Then this is going to lead to blood sugar spike, which leads to blood sugar crash, which leads to cravings and fatigue and brain fog and all of the negative symptoms and, you know, we don't want those spikes and crashes. So we want this even source of energy. So I just really think that the important thing to do is to remove, first of all, remove the refined sugar from your diet. That is, I think everybody needs to do that. This doesn't mean you can never eat refined sugar in your life, but this should be not a daily occurrence, not we're eating Fruit Loops every morning for breakfast. That's just going to set you up for a day of cravings and 
not feeling good at all. Refined sugar is not a helpful food. It does no one's bodies any favors, and I really don't recommend people include that in their diets. I think that there are plenty of options for sources of sugar that are unrefined. For instance, maple syrup and honey can be great options, but even so, natural sugars can be overdone. And I see a lot of health, quote, health bloggers setting this example for people. And guess what? Too many natural sugars can still lead to insulin resistance. So I just really think that people need to take that into account. I think that it's important to understand that sugar is sugar. And that doesn't mean we need to be afraid of it, but it's just to take that into consideration when you're trying to address certain health conditions, certain periods of your life, how often you want to consume something. So that's my little spiel on sugar. So that is the key there. So I think that it's really, really helpful to focus your meals around protein and fat, and that should be your top priority. And then make sure that your carbohydrates are from nutrient-dense sources. I think that non-starchy vegetables should be the bulk of carbohydrate intake because vegetables are carbohydrates. And when it comes to non-starchy vegetables, these are much lower in carbohydrate than other sources of carbohydrates. And, you know, there's that whole talk, total carb versus net carb. Much of these carbohydrates are are fiber. So I don't want you to worry about those non-starchy veggies. Get those non-starchy veggies in. Support your gut flora. I love my non-starchy veggies. They're delicious. They add lots of color and micronutrients to your meals. And I think that they are a great addition to a nutrient-dense diet. Starchy vegetables, you know, just keep to a normal serving if you're struggling with your blood sugar. So this doesn't mean you have to eliminate them. Although some people might find they might have to. Again, this goes back to finding your carbohydrate tolerance. And a really great way to find that can be measuring your your blood glucose levels. Rob Wolf has a really great whole carb tolerance test in his book, Wired to Eat, which is a great book. It's that you can test out for yourself. But, you know, some good sources of starchy carbohydrates are things like sweet potato, butternut squash, acorn squash, plantains, all the yummy things. And then we have, you know, things like fruits, like berries, I think, are the best fruits to generally go for. They're the lowest in sugar. However, for people with blood sugar issues, I really recommend sticking more so with a starchy carbohydrate rather than fruit but it depends on the individual also if you are struggling with gut issues you might find that the starches in the fruit don't work as well for you until you have those sorted out but depends on the person so those are my recommendations and i also think that with insulin resistance it's incredibly important to okay i think that what people eat for breakfast is super important and I think that if you struggle with insulin resistance I highly suggest switching your breakfast to being centered around protein and fat and non-starchy vegetables. I typically recommend not including a starchy carbohydrate at breakfast if you are insulin resistant. This is why I do not eat starch at breakfast because I 
I'm prone to insulin resistance. My blood sugar was, oh man, I've had blood sugar issues in the past and this is how I balance my blood sugar and it helps for me and it can kind of set people on a blood sugar roller coaster for the rest of the day if they're highly sensitive and they start their day off with a starch or fruit. Now beyond that, some people who are highly insulin resistant might need to avoid the starchy carbohydrates for a period of time until they balance out their blood sugar and also recognize that if you're insulin resistant this doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be insulin resistant forever but it's important to get your blood sugar in check and then go from there so you know we just want to eliminate the refined carbohydrates the extra sweeteners stick to a whole foods nutrient dense diet focus on healthy sources of protein healthy sources of fat and non-starchy veggies and that is really really helpful also exercise is a great way to resensitize your body to insulin exercise is great get some in not too much just a nice amount to get those receptors back in check and also sleep sleep is incredibly important most people do not get their eight hours but you know there are clear connections between insulin resistance and not getting enough sleep so even just one night of sleep deprivation can lead to decreased insulin sensitivity the next day so that's one thing that you can really really focus on when you're trying to make sure you get insulin sensitive again and stress Woo! all the stress management techniques those are going to be key when you're trying to balance your blood sugar our blood sugar is going to be all over the place if we are stressed out if our cortisol is too high so taking into consideration those stress reduction techniques balancing that out is really going to be key for balancing your blood sugar now related back to pcos there there are different pcos is a a complicated complicated condition if you're not familiar with pcos it's polycystic ovarian syndrome It has many different potential causes, everything from diabetes to insulin resistance, like we're talking about being overweight, stress, using the birth control pill, under eating, dramatic weight loss. There are so many different possible causes of it. And when it comes to diet, the common recommendation is to eat a diet lower in carbohydrates. But again, PCOS is complex and it it shows up differently for for different individuals and stephanie ruper has some really great resources on pcos and she talks about you know different types of pcos and one type of pcos would be like overweight and or insulin resistant pcos clients who would usually do better with a diet lower in carbohydrate and then there's there's another type of PCOS. She calls these the underweight, underfed PCOS clients who maybe for them it's it's not a good idea to go super low in carbohydrates. They might do better with a diet a little bit higher in carbohydrates, those healthy starches. So it, it really depends on the particular person with PCOS because it it manifests in different ways. And again, it's about, you know, finding your different carbohydrate tolerance. Sometimes some people find that they need to go really low carb or ketogenic. Other people going low carb or ketogenic can for too long, especially can dysregulate their blood sugar. It's all about finding a balance. So 
I mean, it's a complicated topic, but this is kind of a general overview. But if you're struggling with insulin resistance and you feel like your diet is in check, well, first of all, I would just double check to make sure you understand your own carbohydrate tolerance. If you are already eating a low carb diet, you might need more carbohydrates or you might need to increase your fat or you might need to decrease your protein if you're still having blood sugar imbalances. I also see people who are really sensitive and they think that they're low carb, but they have a lot of sneaky carbs, a lot of sneaky carbs getting in there. So people aren't accounting for maybe nuts and seeds that they're consuming or they're eating a lot of vegetables um, and that's contributing to it that they, they don't realize how many and they're really sensitive or sometimes, you know, people think just, oh, just a little bit of honey here or just a little bit of fruit there and sometimes things add, add up and people don't recognize that or people are depending on the artificial sweeteners which for some people can spike their blood sugar i'm just gonna say it these zero calorie sweeteners that are supposed to not spike your blood sugar for some people can't i know i'm one of those people I have tested it with a glucose meter. So, you know, it doesn't for everybody, but for some people, this absolutely can. So it all goes back to figuring out your own body. You are a unique individual. But the other thing is, I think a lot of people are overlooking these lifestyle factors because the stress and the sleep are huge. Just, you know, acute and chronic stress can both lead to insulin resistance. So these are huge things to take into consideration. And this also includes other health conditions because other health conditions are stressors on the body. Any stressor on the body is going to affect this. So isn't it interesting how the body is so interrelated and connected? Everything affects, everything affects each other. But insulin resistance type 2 diabetes, PCOS, and blood, like any type of blood sugar imbalance, you can absolutely help with all of those conditions by adjusting your diet and lifestyle. I help my clients with it every day. And you'd be amazed at how much better you feel when you balance your blood sugar. Even if, and even if you don't have any of those conditions, you still want to balance your blood sugar because you don't want to get to a place where eventually you do struggle with those. So bouts of hypoglycemia, low blood sugar or hyperglycemia, your blood sugar is going too high. Those, when those are consistently happening over time, that can, can lead to these different health issues. So let's nip that in the bud. Also, I totally forgot to mention this, but cinnamon is incredible at helping to balance out blood sugar. So that's part of why I like to toss it on literally everything. If you haven't tried the cinnamon roasted veggies that I love to make, highly recommend. And again, diet and lifestyle can make huge improvements. If you need to look beyond that, some things to look into can be supplementing with something like inositol or chromium. But start with your diet and your lifestyle, and I think that you can see some major, major improvements. So let's see. That was kind of a big question. That was a great 
Well, it wasn't really a question, but I like that topic. Now, if there's anything more specific about that topic you'd like me to talk about, you know, the more specific you are with your questions, I think the more helpful I tend to be. So if you have any questions, definitely send them into podcast at christinaricewellness.com so I can collect all of those. I really want to do more Q&A episodes. I think one, I'll just wrap up with one quickie because someone talked about my favorite supplements like bare bones. And, you know, I go over all of this in the Paleo Women Lifestyle Program. I think that supplements can be really helpful. I prefer to get as much as I can from a whole foods, nutrient dense diet, of course. But what else do people need? What do you really need? I think that the one thing that everybody needs is a high quality probiotic just because our food sourcing now, like, We're just not getting the probiotic sources that our guts need to thrive. You know, our food system is just, uh, this is its own topic. But I really, really love the Just Thrive probiotic. Seriously, it's incredible. And is basically, it's the, the main one I recommend. And you can go to the store and buy one another one. And I mean, if you want to do that, (laughs) I don't know what else to tell you besides you're basically just throwing away your money. So if you don't want to get the Just Thrive probiotic, then you're better off getting, you know, sour, like getting some food, some probiotic foods like sauerkraut is my favorite one personally, but the Just Thrive probiotic is incredible. And you can go to bit.ly slash Just Thrive CRW to get that and read all the research behind it. I actually have a really cool podcast coming out with a microbiologist who studied basically every single probiotic out on the market, and that is one of very few that actually meet the claims. So I think a probiotic is incredibly important. It's incredible for gut health, um, obviously, but the gut is the key to pretty much everything. So everything from mood regulation to immunity to healthy weight management to obviously digestion, you know, it's just a probiotic is key for feeling good. I think everybody should be incorporating probiotic foods and probiotics into their diets unless there's a specific thing going on. Um, I think that is the one thing that I think is incredibly important. I think some other helpful supplements, I think a lot of people need vitamin D support. I recommend getting this tested um i think what's really great is if you go outside in the middle of the day and get some good old vitamin d but other than that i recommend a vitamin d k2 supplement i really like the one from thorn and it's important to get the dk2 you want to make sure your body is utilizing that vitamin d a lot of people are just on straight vitamin d's and not even their bodies aren't even using it this is great for bone strength immune support breast cancer prevention, fertility, all the things. I also think a lot of people are really deficient in magnesium. Magnesium is helpful for digestion. It's helpful for energy production. It's really calming, good for muscle aches, spasms, migraines. I think that a lot of people could do well with a magnesium supplement. I also think that everybody should have some high-quality digestive enzymes on hand. Digestive enzymes can be really helpful. A lot of people do not their digestive systems are compromised unfortunately just because of our food system and so these digestive enzymes can just help so that our bodies can break down our food more completely so the ones that i personally use are the terrazyme from doTERRA 
I mean, I get everything from doTERRA. You can go to bit.ly slash doTERRA CRW if you want to become a doTERRA member and then get all the goodies. And I will totally help anybody figure out, you know, that membership and what to get. But I love the TerraZyme digestive enzymes. They're what I use. And I think that that those are kind of like the main things I really recommend. I think that it's important to get high quality fish into your diet rather than supplement with fish oil. It's my preference that you're getting some high quality fatty fish in your diet. I think that people use multis unnecessarily. I think if you want something to really supplement yourself, then I mean, ideally, this is where the organ meats come in. They're so nutrient dense. They provide vitamin A, vitamin B12, good for heart health, brain function, energy levels, all the things. Or like if you just feel like I need a multi, I would use a beef liver capsule in place of that personally. So I think that those are kind of the main the main supplements that are important. There are a lot of things that can help enhance your life that are awesome, but I'm not sure I would just go up to every random person on the street and be like, you need this. I think collagen is another great one. It's another really great one that I think a lot of people could use that extra support. Really great for healing the gut, great for joint and muscle health, good for your hair, your skin, your nails. I mean, I don't, most people who take that, they really notice the difference. I had noticed a huge difference in my own life, but I, I don't think that if you don't take supplemental collagen, you know, you're going to keel over and just disintegrate, you know, as a human. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know, but generally I think that, but again, I'm just a big believer in a varied nutrient dense whole foods diet because you can get a lot of this from whole foods like bone broth and healthy fatty fish and organ meats and lots of leafy greens and high quality proteins, healthy fats. These are, you know, cultured foods, raw, raw foods. These are really, really helpful. So that's, that's what I would say in terms of supplementation as my top, my top must have picks. And then there are, obviously a bunch of other things depending on the person and what they're struggling with that can be helpful but yeah so I hope you guys enjoyed this I love Q&A episodes I love chatting with you and I would love to do more of these and I would love it if you sent in questions for me to answer and if you want all of your personal questions answered what you should really do is sign up for the Paleo Women Lifestyle Program because basically I hop on a video call with everyone and they ask me these questions and I just answer everything on the spot. And it's fun when you can respond back to someone, right? Because sometimes I know, at least for me, I'll be listening to a podcast and I'm really excited about what the person is talking about. And then I, you know, they say something and I I wish I could like respond and say something back and ask another question to more, to better understand something that maybe I wasn't fully connecting unfortunately podcasts aren't live but these live video calls are in the program so i would love to have you in the group it's going to be so much fun if you want to sign up now is the time to join the tribe go to bit.ly slash paleo women lifestyle if you have a question for the podcast i would so appreciate it 
if you would send it in podcast at christinaricewellness.com. Make sure you are in the Facebook group, Wellness Realness Podcast Tribe. And if you made it to the end of this episode, I have a goodie for you. So basically, I'm going to run a giveaway for the, the next month until the end of, wow, until the end of July. Five people are going to win a bottle of my favorite extra virgin olive oil from Cassandrinos. Five winners. And it's so easy to enter. All you have to do is be a member of the Facebook group and also leave a rating and a review on iTunes. If you're in both of those, you are entered automatically. No need to send me anything extra. I'm going to pick five people at the end of next month and someone's going to get some olive oil. It is so good. And you can also use the code wellness at checkout if you want to order a case because I ordered that in bulk and it's amazing. And 10% off is, is a good deal. So definitely check that out at Casandrinos. They're olive oils. Seriously amazing get those healthy fats in to balance out that blood sugar you're good to go so that is all i have for y'all this week i hope you enjoyed it love chatting with you can't wait to talk again next week and have an amazing day bye